Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Who doesn't love shopping at Target? Did you know the all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target? And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. But wait, there's more. Now you've got a new way to save with Target Circle 360. With unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount, restrictions apply. See program rules in-store or at Target.com slash Circle Card. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am all in. With Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Scott Patterson, come on up. Hi, guys. Hi, hi, hi. Good crowd, huh? They're all yours. They're all mine. Hey, everybody. Can you hear me pretty good? All right. Yeah. Let, me get, let me get a little drink. Um, welcome. Welcome to my panel, and we're doing a uh, podcast. We're recording it right now. You are going to be on a special episode of I Am All In. I am Scott Patterson. This is I Am All In with iHeartRadio. So basically what we're going to do, who wants to ask a question. Hi. Hi. Um, so, first, thank you so much for thank being you. here and just for being awesome. And we love Gilmore Girls. Um, I would love to know everybody here, of course, ships 
Luke and Lorelai, and there are some obstacles that pop up, you know, between April and then Christopher, and for you as an actor working with Lauren Graham um, and becoming invested in this relationship, what is your thought process as you're sitting there reading this script and being like, I can't believe we're finally engaged and now everything is messing it up. How, like, do you like that things kind of went in a bit of an obscure manner or are you like angry that it wasn't just that perfect proposal marriage thing whereby we had to wait for the wedding in the revival I didn't I didn't like her proposing to me I've said that I've gone on the record saying that I th but that's how the writers usually like to do things they 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 go big when you expect them to go small they go small when you expect them to go big uh, it's sort of the the soul of good writing um, but I really thought that that moment should have been Luke's um, and that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. So, uh, but it was, and I had to do that whole monologue. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there doing this monologue and you really, you get these chunks of monologues are this long, it's all black ink and you're like, God, I, I, I you know, you really want to nail them. And then, and then you realize that you're off camera the entire time. There's, you're not going to be seen. You're just going to be heard. And it's a close up of her face. And she's just like sitting there like. Will you marry me? <laughs> it's like, why did I put all that? I could have been off camera just reading it off the sides, right? No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, that was the one moment that... that but um, as far as the rest of your question, it was so long that I, I kind of... No, I, I didn't get all of it. So. Sorry. <laughs> so. No, that's okay. Just a quick follow-up Yes. Uh, as we listen to the podcast and we hear other super fans being able to um, do like the scene reenactments with you, how would one go about being able to do that? You just, you just email the show and you make a comment and you say, I want to do this scene and this is why. Um, you know, and we don't do them every episode and, and you know, maybe we could do something today which would be fun if you guys know a particular scene by heart and you all do because you're crazy, right? <laughs> and, and we'll see if I can remember uh, anything. Okay, and, and that, that'll be fun. Uh, so do you have a particular scene that you, wanna, that you wanna do right now, in this moment, while we're recording the podcast, the most powerful, most downloaded podcast in the history of podcasting? No pressure. Um, no, not in this very moment in time, but I could pull up the script and dialogue with you, or just I'll email the podcast so I can prepare. Okay. See, you. there you go. That's right. a professional response. All right, Wonderful. So much. Thank you. Who's next? Who's next? Come on up. There you go. Hi. What's your name? Hi, I'm Jess. Hi, Jess. What's your question? Um, you probably get this a lot, but I'm actually wondering what your favorite scene to do was, like in the moment. Like, what did you read a scene and you were like, this "Yeah, well, is be a good one. I no, I." I, I realized my favorite scene to do was after, while I was doing it. Uh, and it was when I smashed the hole in the wall uh, with, with Jess. Excellent. That's because it was something to do. And I didn't have to really say a lot. It was in action, you know? And you don't get a lot of that on that show. We never did that. Like pushing him in the lake was great because it was action. <laughs> and I didn't have this great need to push Milo in a lake. and. 
you know, but it was just fun. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, we're going to do a stunt. Right, we're going to do a stunt. <laughs> we're doing a stunt on Gilmore Girls. Are you kidding me? Uh, and then the, the sledgehammer, because that was one take. There was a lot of pressure. I, you had to do it in one take, because in order to set that all up again, um, it was going to be really complicated for the crew. It was going to take a long time. So it was like, Scott, it's late at night. Just nailed on the first one so we don't have to do this again. So that was, that was and then when I saw, um, when I did the ADR, that you go and you have to loop the, the lines, right? Because there's noise. And that's, I didn't see the episode, but I saw that in the looping stage. They had that rock, that punk rock music. What was that song? So that was my favorite. Awesome. Thank cool. you so much. Make All right. Choices. Thank you. Who's next? Come on, run up there. Hi. Hi. Um, besides Gilmore Girls, if one project came across your table that you would automatically say yes to, what would it be? Either film or TV. Well, yeah. Uh, what do you mean? What kind of a project? What category? Do you have like a movie that you would think about doing? Is there like a dream movie? Hamlet. Even though I'm too old to play it now, yeah, I'd still try to do it. I'd probably pass away <laughs> doing it. <laughs> But it, that, that's the one project I would do. Thank you. Yes. One of my favorite parts of the show are uh, Richard and Emily. Yes. So what's your favorite Richard and Emily moment or scene? I think when they're, when they're tender with each other. You know, and because Richard is so, he's such a great husband. And he really gives her her stage, right? Because that's her house and that's sort of her stuff. And he's there supporting it, but, and he lets her have her way and her run, and he's a very supportive guy. You know, he's not this, you know, lurking, powerful, domineering guy. When it comes to his business, sure, but not in his relationship. Um, I think he's, he's the perfect husband. Yeah. 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 I like him when he's tender. I can't remember specifically, but there was a couple of, couple of scenes that I've seen so far where he's really, really tender, and I, I like that. He just says, oh, Emily. You know, <laughs> you know when oh when Rory's going golfing with him, you know, and she's you know, and in my opinion, Lorelai's making her intentionally late, right? It's it's like this passive aggressive thing, and 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 Emily's kind of po'd and you know and he, you know he's a little po'd, but it's it, there's just a lot of tenderness between them. They're very careful with one another, and I like that. Hi, I'm Bolzena. Hi. And I'm here with my um, uh, teenage daughter. Okay. We just discovered your show last year during the pandemic. She was not born when it started. Oh. So, um, so how was life on Pluto? Oh. <laughs> and it, was it a long journey? I, pandemic. We, I'm just kidding. We stayed home and did absolutely nothing. Right. So no. that, that right. Was what, what well, we I'm glad. Listen, listen I'm, I'm just joking. Uh, but I'm glad you discovered it. Yeah, so we discovered it, you know, had to, you know, binge watch it and whatever. It, 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 it was great. Right. But my question is, what did we miss not seeing it when it originally aired week to week with that anticipation and year to year? What did we miss? Well, you've joined um, uh, legions of fans globally who are discovering it as well. So you are actually part of a new generation, uh, even, even though you have graduated high school, it appears. Um, 
Um, you know, there's a lot of young people now discovering the show. They're old enough now to watch a show, and their parents and their friends are turning them onto the show. So a whole new layer of, of fandom is developing. And it just seems to be growing and growing as, as, as time goes by. So you're part of that. Um, so you're all experiencing that for the first time now. So there is that anticipation. Um, and yeah, it's not the same as you know 2000 when it came out and the whole thing, but it's a bigger audience now. And maybe the size of the, the newbies of, of which you uh, and your daughter are now considered uh, is as sizable as the original audience that, that discovered the show in the first, back in 2000. So welcome, yay. Hi, what's your name? Alex. Hi, Alex. So, um, I listen to the podcast religiously, and I know at the end you do rapid fire yes. with all the guests. I wanted to do it with you, even oh. though one of the questions was already asked. Oh, my God. Are you okay with that? Yeah, sure, let's go. Okay. Tables are turned. Um, You're very clever. How do you take your coffee? Black. Uh, can you smell snow? Yes. I wrote it down. I can smell it right now. Team Dean, Jess, or Logan? Jess, family. Jess, Obviously. family. Um, who's the daddy? You said that one already. Don't care. And what, who's your favorite character? Luke Danes. Thank you very much. And then, um, he brought, have, he brought me, he brought me goodness. <laughs> I have another question, but yes. it's about your coffee. Yes. So me and my husband love your Scotty Peas coffee. Are you coming out with any new flavors? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we have so many right now that I think we put a pause on on okay. coming out with new flavors, but we are getting into pods. Oh, awesome. And uh, solubles and that kind of thing, so it's gonna be super convenient for people. Okay, cool, thank, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Hi, Scott. Hi. Do you think that the introduction of April was Gilmore Girls jumping the shark? No. How dare you? <laughs> you know I'm a defender of April. I love April. That's my daughter. Um, and uh, what was the girl, what was the actress who played her? Vanessa. Vanessa Murano, yes, the brilliant girl, first of all, very precocious girl, uh, lovely to work with, came super prepared all the time, right? And she was just a delight to have on the set and she unjustly just got, she just got whacked by the fans. And, and it's just one of those things. You know, it's just one of those things. And um, I didn't, I think they made her especially obnoxious for the Netflix reboot. Uh, <laughs> talking about philosophy <laughs> and metaphysics. And, but, um, but that's her. She's a you know, uh, high IQ kid, very precocious. I never understood why they, uh, I, I guess, l let me ask you guys uh, in unison, was it because she was uh, going to slow down or block the Luke Lorelei relationship in some shape or form. So that's, so that's why it was, okay, I get it now. Um, but so there was just no chance, there was no chance in your hearts and your minds to accept April as my daughter who I love. You know, and I loved her and I loved the character and I loved the depth that it brought to Luke because not too many other characters were really developed in any real way other than uh, 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 Lorelai and, and, and Rory and 
and her parents. Nobody else really got any development. Um, and that was like, oh, here's some depth. Here's another layer. So I loved her. I thought it was great. But I, I, I get you now. I, I understand. <laughs> I get it. Thanks, Scott. Thank you so much. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just one question, I guess, what similarities do you share with the character? Um, or did you have other things that you picked up along the way that you became more similar? <laughs> so when I read this script, I thought, uh, when you don't want anybody else to play the role, that's, that's, that's the role that's, that's meant, meant for you, okay? Uh, and that's how I felt when I read it. I knew nobody else could play that role better than me. Um, I knew exactly how restrained to be. I knew that with all of those sort of light, bright, cheery characters, it needed an anchor, it needed a counterweight. That was my job. 
I let them know that that was my job, that I understood what my job was. Um, and, you know, it worked out. Uh, hi, what's your name? I'm Joe. Hi, Joe. How you doing? How you doing? Um, who, I know the podcast is still early, but who is someone you want to have on the, the podcast that we might not be able to see? Uh, Noel Gallagher. Okay, then. Do you know who Noel Gallagher is? From Oasis. Correct. Yes, I do. That's who I want on the show. And um, also just a Do you want to know why? Because he's the best songwriter of the last 30 years. And I love songwriters. I love them. And I particularly am fond of him because of what he came from, what he survived, and how he turned that experience growing up with a father like that into beauty. It, it's, it chokes me up. It's magic. It chokes me. It, it's magic. And it chokes me up every time. The whole, everything he does is a miracle. That band he created, he wrote all those songs for, he wrote those lyrics for his brother. Um, it was just perfection. And now his new stuff, perfect. And he's doing anything he wants, and he doesn't owe anybody anything, and he doesn't have, you know, he didn't, he suffered uh, the way an artist is supposed to. He turned it into beauty. He didn't go to the rage. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I respect that. That takes real courage. He's an example of artistic courage. And that's why I want to have him on the broadcast. Hi. Hi. Um, uh, I was just wondering if, so Lorelai goes a lot into her past and like um, we know a lot about her relationship with her parents. Luke hints at it a little bit. If you were to do like a flashback episode of Luke when he was younger, what age range would you like do it and what scene would you want it to be? Well, I'm 62, so I don't know how far back I could go. <laughs> I mean, if you were gonna do high school, that would be a little, you know, I'd definitely be a senior, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know how far back you could go. I mean, uh, I mean, I'd want to go back to high school. Who <laughs> wouldn't? Um, when he was Butch Dane's track star, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be fun. Why not? I could pull it off, get in shape, get on a diet, you know, stop hanging out with Michael Rooker, and then I, maybe I could do it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Bernard. Hi, Scott. Hi. Uh, my name is Amy. Hi, Amy. Um, my question for you is, in the last season of the original broadcast... Can you step, speak oh, sure. into the mic? Yes, Thank sure. you. Thank uh, you. In the original, last season of the original series of Gilmore Girls, yeah. Luke and Christopher got into a fight, since you were speaking about action scenes earlier, and Christopher and Luke just go at it and just have a knockdown, dragged out fight yes. with the Christmas village Correct. and everything. Correct. How, and I know my answer for watching it, but how, how did it feel to actually act that out, <laughs> this, whole, uh, this whole fight and, and butting heads with, between Christopher and Luke over, over their girl? So one thing I'll tell you about the, the incredible David Sutcliffe is he's very strong. He's physically very strong, um, shockingly so. Um, I can usually handle just about anybody, but he was a handful. Um, um, and, and when you do those scenes, you're, the adrenaline's really going because you want to get it right. So you start sweating a lot, even on the first take. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and we just sort of rehearsed it and choreographed it and tried to do it right. But when they say action, you're, you're really kind of going at it. And you're trying not to hit each other. Because I did a movie once in Canada and I broke the stunt guy's nose. Because I came too close. Because you're supposed to miss because the camera angle is set up where you don't have to come close to the nose. So I did a hook and I just tipped, tipped his nose. Just tipped it and it broke it. Um, the nose is very easy to break here, I, have, I discovered. And he passed out, and it was just like, it was such a scene, it was like, God, just get him out of here. What, he's bleeding all over the place, what's going on? Get him to the hospital. No, um, it, was, it was really wrenching. But, um, you know, that was tiring. To f that fight scene was, yeah. we were exhausted afterwards. I mean, we were drenched in sweat, and we were exhausted. Because we really went at it, you know? I mean, we didn't hit each other, obviously, but. Um, it definitely looked like it. But again, it was great, because it's action. We don't have to talk, yay. We get to do a scene where we don't have to talk, really. <laughs> I do have one more quick question. Yeah. Um, I believe after Gilmore Girls ended, uh, you went on to do Saw. Was that a strategic move? Did you want to do something so different from Gilmore Girls that you were just getting into the Saw franchise and said, sure? Spielberg wasn't returning my calls. <laughs> Uh, Martin Scorsese uh, uh, didn't return my emails, um, so the options were limited okay. for TV boy on the WB or CW on a small network, like nobody cares. You gotta understand that. If you're on a big NBC show and you're George Clooney and you're the heartthrob and it's a huge hit show with a huge audience, then you can have a movie career and work with the best people. If you're on Gilmore Girls and you're Luke Danes, it's a different equation. So it was, but it was a chance to be, uh, take over the franchise of the number one horror franchise in the world. So that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. Um, and I like the director. I, uh, I, I sat down with Darren and we, we went to lunch and we sat down and I liked the guy. And I thought he was smart, and I thought he had some interesting ideas, and it was just, you know, it's just like fun. I'm doing Gilmore Girls and talking, talking, talking. Now, now I'm going to be on a set doing a, uh, you know, a hot film. You know, it's going to be big premiere, the whole thing, and get to do some fun stuff on. And it's, and it's, you know, it's a genre. It's, it's, it's another fan base to tap into. So yeah, strategically it, it, it can't hurt. And it didn't, I don't think it alienated Gilmore fans because a job is a job, you know? Um, and if it did, you know, too bad. You know, I gotta work, I gotta pay bills, exactly. right? You've gotta work. Yes or no, if there was going to be another revival of the revival, would you still be interested in participating in it? If for, the, Gil for Gilmore Girls. Uh, I mean, uh, I'd wanna see a script first. I, I'd want it to be right, you know, because I, you know, if I'd seen the script for uh, these four, I don't know if I would have done it. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Jazzy. Hi, Jazzy. Hi. So um, I watch Gilmore Girls and rewatch it and rewatch it to kind of get my universe back in alignment. Um, is there any, yes, I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> um, is there any series that you do the same thing for? You know, I was obsessed with, uh, there was, I, I don't really watch series television and I, 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 you know, I'll watch sports and I watch the financial channels if I'm, if I'm looking at the TV at all. Um, but there was one show that was on 
called Billions uh, with Damian Lewis. And uh, I think Malin Ackerman was in it before they got rid of her. And the show really suffered when she left, I, I thought. Um, and Paul Giamatti, right. And just a, it was Shakespearean. I mean, they were, they were doing Shakespearean themes uh, on television. And I thought, uh, you know, some people didn't like it, but I loved it. I loved it. I loved Damien Lewis. I thought that character was, you know, was, that was one of the best characters I've seen on TV. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Good. What's Hi. your name? Silvana. Hi. And my question is kind of a follow-up. Besides yourself, who is your favorite? Come closer to the... Who is your favorite character on the show besides yourself and why? <laughs> you gotta say Because you know what I'll just say. Uh, favorite character on the show? Laurel, Lorelai, favorite. Uh, because of the, all the heavy lifting she had to do and all of the emotional... Uh, uh, jiu-jitsu that she had to engage in uh, on an episode-to-episode basis, just a, a wonderful performances. Uh, secondary characters, and I, I hate to sort of categorize them that way, but makes sense to you guys. Um, gosh, it's either it's either it's Sally Struthers, Kirk, it's Babette, Kirk, and Taylor, for me. Yeah, I mean just. Brilliant actors, just brilliant, brilliant stuff they did. Um, yeah. And then for all of us who watch the podcast, we might know the answer, but who is your least favorite character? Boy, you're putting me on the hot seat here. Uh, yes. <laughs> Logan. So many reasons I won't bore you with them all. Because, first and foremost, because he referred to Rory as Ace. And when he said that the first time, my hand went back and I just wanted to go, wait. Her name is Rory, thank you very much. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Allie. Hi, Allie. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Taylor, because my question is about him. Um, the interactions on the show between Luke and Taylor are some of my favorite, and I just wanted to know if you had a favorite fight between the two characters. Oh God, there were so many. He was just epic to work with, by the way. Uh, Michael Winters is a lovely, lovely guy. He's nothing like his character, and he's just fun. You know, he's really fun to work with, and he's such a pro, because he's super prepared, and he had tons of dialogue, and especially those town hall meetings, my God. Um, uh, maybe the candy shop when... Um, so he not was, when he made it so that, you know, a car went through your diner? <laughs> the candy shop was worse than that? <laughs> that was good, too. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You, you're, you're good. You're good. Yeah. All okay, good. That was it. I don't, I don't remember any of that. But now that you mention a car, and then, and then uh, Michael DeLuise had to come in and help me rebuild the diner, right? Thank you. See, I'm an expert at this show. <laughs> okay, thank you. You're very welcome.
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. Hi, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily. As I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which is morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, what's your name? Hi, uh, I'm Jacqueline Buck. So my question is, um, if you were to give... Um, Rory, wait, I said her name right. Rory, dating advice in today's world, what would it be? Stay home. <laughs> Read books. Don't go out of your house. <laughs> um, certainly don't date anybody that says, hey, have you seen uh, Boogie Nights? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or says uh, to her mother, who is giving, reading him the riot act, says, uh, is it my turn yet? You know, that kind of thing. So now I like Dean because of what he did to Tristan, you know, defended Roy. So now he's, I'm good with him. I'm, 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 I'm taking it on an episode by episode basis. So I'm taking that journey that, that you all took in the beginning. I'm just, it's my, the first time. That's why I'm doing the podcast. Um, but I'm good with him now. We'll see how long that lasts.
Thank you. And, and oh. dating advice is just get somebody that's like her. You know, precocious kid, reads a lot, wants to go to Harvard. Just, just keep it there. Hi, what's your name? Cassie. Hi, Cassie. Okay, so first I want to say, um, you have incredible style. We matched today, and just saying. Thank um, you for noticing. <laughs> and then my question is, so with Star Hall being such like a stereotypical small town, is that something that you would like in real life, or are you more of city or country? I grew up in a place like that. I, I don't know that it's stereotypical. Um, but I think there are a lot of places like that, especially in the northeastern part of the United States. But there, there, there are, are places, you know, historical places, Revolutionary War, you know, Washington slept here, his soldiers slept over there, that kind of thing. Um, but I grew up in a small town. Um, and it was a lot like Stars Hollow. Um, actually, yeah, I mean, we had a lot of eccentric characters. It was... Um, um, but, but it was a small town mentality where everybody was, uh, knew everybody's business, where you had to be accountable. And that's what I like about small towns. Uh, you know, the more you get into cities and, you know, people become more and more corrupted. And I don't really believe in cities. I, I believe in cities for a lot of reasons. Um, but, you know, you're going to have your issues there. And small towns is where I certainly want to raise my child. So... Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Hi, what's Hi, your name? Nina. Hi, Nina. So you said before that if you had seen the script for the revival, you don't know if you would have done it. So my question is, if you would have had any say in the script, what's something you would have liked to see Luke's character experience or do? Well, I wouldn't have made him an idiot. <laughs> you know, I mean, he didn't understand... Uh, um, you know, in vitro fertilization, are you kidding me? Surrogates, he didn't understand that? Um, sorry, just didn't buy it. I wouldn't have done that to Rory. I wouldn't have turned her into a total loser who was confused. I mean, this is a girl with so much promise. I'm sorry, you know, I have to, I've been very supportive of this show. I love this show, uh, but I, you know, you call a spade a spade. And uh, uh, among other things, but uh, and I think uh, you know I'm kind of on the fence about the wedding. I used to be really adamantly and passionately opposed uh, to how they portrayed the wedding because I thought it should be a big wedding, and that's what it should have been about. Agreed. Honor Ed Herman, sure, but. You're doing it for four episodes and then turning it into a mother-daughter drama? I don't know. So you didn't agree with the, the ending of the season? Uh, the cliffhanger with the who's the daddy? Yeah. yeah. It's just, I don't know, I'm sorry. It's contrived. It's contrived. It's, it's shockingly contrived, in my opinion. No, I understand. I mean, they're better than that, and they know they're better than that. And... Uh, and I think they need to deliver something that is of far higher quality. Um, and I think uh, I have the right to demand that, and you all have the right to demand that. Definitely. Um, because you've been loyal 21 years. Some of you are new to the show, but a lot of people have been, you know, poured their heart and soul into this show, and then they wait nine years for that. Nah. True. 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 Thank yeah. you. You're very welcome. Hi. Hi. 
funniest moment on set? Yes. Oh, the funniest moment on set, my God. Uh, it's probably uh, Sean Gunn in a hot dog suit. Oh, yeah. There's just no question about that. When I walked onto the set, I, I, I was laughing so hard I, I went to my knees. That <laughs> was just brilliant. And it was a hot day too and he's sweating. And he's so good natured that he's just kind of dealing with it, you know? Yeah, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, it was, it was I mean, to be there live and to see how co colorful the hot dog was and just to see his, the expression on his face was just, it was poetry, it was poetry. I don't mind. Okay. Um, was there a scene you couldn't get through, like you kept laughing, like in the script? Oh, many. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah. You see, if it's late at night and you've been there 14 hours and you just get the church laughter, there's something that happens between takes and you're just like, you can't, you just lose it. But once you lose it, can't. you're done. <laughs> so, you know, some directors would try to fight that and say, you know, Come on, guys, you know, come on. And we were just like, ugh, shut up, let us laugh. And we deserve a laugh. Um, but the ones that would sort of let it laugh out, you know, we'd lose the day. Um, we'd have to rap and, well, well, we'll get it tomorrow. Or we'll just have to stay there longer and longer and longer. But man, when, when we would fall out and laugh, it would be like half an hour. <laughs> we couldn't stop. Because if you're so tired, you've all been in that situation before, you're so tired, you just cannot. <laughs> it's like, you begin to realize the absurdity of what you're doing, and you just stop believing it. <laughs> uh, hi. Hi, what's your name? Jess. Hi, Jess. Um, so, was there ever, did you have a favorite interaction between Luke and Jess? Like, any interaction throughout uh, the show? Just all of them. Just all of them? He's just such like, a great kid, you know? I, I, like, I know he's 44 years old now, or... But to me, he's always this, you know, this 22 or 23-year-old kid who is just so nice and just a sweet guy. And, you know, that, that, so everything, you know, everything, every interaction. Yeah. I, I have another question. So did, were you ever, like, um, appalled by how fast the script moved? Appalled? No, that's a big word. Um, how like fast Lorelai and Murray would talk? Or did you ever just like, whoa? Did you ever just like take a second to? No. 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 I, I mean, it was just, that's what was required. And every direction we got was always the same one, faster, funnier. Yeah. Okay. okay. And at three o'clock in the morning, you're like, I can't possibly do this faster. But they'd say, well, you, gotta, you have to do it faster. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi. I'm Katie. Hi, Katie. So I don't have so much as a question, but as like closer a to the mic, please. I don't really have a question. Just okay. Like a comment. So I've been watching Gilmore Girls probably since season five came out. I binge watched them before I knew what binge watching was, and then I've just watched them at least like once a year. And it didn't really occur to me until I started listening to your podcast about how you feel about Max Medina, and I completely agree with you. And I think it's inappropriate, and it was a little cringy, but I just want to tell you I agree. But TV takes the license, right? I think it could have been handled with way more finesse. Yes, different. That storyline, but it was just so um, unusually bold yeah. uh, and inappropriate that I found it very awkward. All right, well, thank you. Thank you.
Hey, man. Hey, so my name's Logan. Hi, so Logan. I'm Team Logan. Boo. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so sorry. Oh. <laughs> um. So there were a lot of emotions on the show. Was it really easy for you after like a really emotional scene to just say, okay, now I'm back to Scott? Or did you kind of have to like decompress and let it flush out a little bit after like a big Lorelai Luke it, de- it really depends on the scene and it depends on if you have to keep doing the scene because if you do the, the master shot which is the, the wide shot of everybody right and then you move in closer for coverage that could be after lunch so you really need to <clears throat> I needed to I stay in character a lot um, that's kind of how my process works uh, and then when I go home I just let it go which is why I never wanted to watch it because like <laughs> Last thing I want to do. Um, but people, some people are different. You know, they flush it out right away. They do it in between takes, and then they get it back. I always found that to be very exhausting and not exacting. So if you get into that zone, you got to stay there. Was Lauren like that, or was Lauren... Do you know how Lauren did that at all? She was pretty much... She was similar. I mean, we're all theater trained, and that's kind of the discipline. You know, getting character, stay there and don't, don't break it, yeah. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Hi. Hi. I'm Sherry. Hi, Sherry. I am part of John Cabrera's watch group, Remarkist, and we watch pretty much every day and wanted to know if there was ever going to be a chance to get you to hang out with us. <laughs> we do. I think there's a chance. That would be awesome. Yeah. And can you tell my husband nine flavors of your coffee in the house is not excessive? Huh? I have nine of your flavored coffees. You only have nine? Tell him it's not mine. You deprived person. You go... Are you the husband? Get out of here. (laughs) Hi, I'm Eve. Hi. I have two quick questions. One's a Gilmore Girl question. One's more personal. Um, uh, so my Gilmore Girls question is, you talked about the revival, and you said you weren't really happy where it went. Um, if you were able to dictate a little bit um, about the script and how Luke kind of grew between the end of the original series and the revival, what would you have liked to have seen happen to the character? Children. Yes. Children and planning for a big, fat wedding. Was your, um, uh, a big wedding, like, with a band or a DJ, or... I'm sorry, with a what? Band or DJ at the wedding. Band or DJ? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be a band. Band. For Luke. <laughs> okay. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you all so much for being a part of this. And for being great fans. And you know me, I'm always going to advocate for you guys. Um... I'm going to demand greatness uh, from the show and who's responsible for putting the show together. And if I don't like what I see, you know I'm going to be honest about it. It might ruffle some feathers, but man, we got to demand the best because this is a, uh, a show that is going to live on uh, long after we're gone and uh, we have to preserve it, okay? So thank you all. Love to you all. And... I am Scott Patterson, and this is the I Am All In podcast with iHeartRadio. We'll see you next time.
and don't forget follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, scottyp.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, scottyp.com. Grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> 